Welcome to the daily devotional podcast of Meadowbrook Church, loving Jesus by loving people. For more information about who we are, find us online at www.meadowbrook.ca. Not everybody likes weddings, and sometimes we might get invited to a wedding that we sort of dread going to, which we only go to out of obligation, maybe. However, if it's our own wedding, or the wedding of someone we love, someone who's close to us, then chances are that wedding's going to feel very differently. That wedding is an exciting, it's a thrilling, it's a celebratory affair. Weddings get used in the New Testament from time to time as a symbol of the final arrival of God's kingdom in its fullness. And that is what is reflected in today's passage. Revelation chapter 19 verses 5 through 8 says, Then a voice came from the throne, saying, Praise our God, all you his servants, you who fear him, both great and small. Then I heard what sounded like a great multitude, like the roar of rushing waters, and like loud peals of thunder, shouting, Hallelujah! For our Lord God Almighty reigns. Let us rejoice and be glad and give him glory, for the wedding of the Lamb has come, and his bride has made herself ready. Fine linen, bright and clean, were given her to wear. Fine linen stands for the righteous acts of God's holy people. So a voice comes from the throne, and a great call to worship comes for everybody to come and worship the one God. God makes no qualms in scripture that he desires our worship. And here, he seems to call for it himself from the throne, and we respond because he is always worthy of our worship. Then a mighty roar, sounding like thunder and rushing waters comes as a great multitude lifts up a shout. What comes forth is a mixture of worship and good news declared. The good news is that there is a wedding invitation, the time for the consummation of the kingdom has finally come. Throughout the New Testament, the church is called the Bride of Christ, and Jesus is called the Groom. The bride that Jesus died for has finally been made without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, as Ephesians 5.27 says. She's not in any way saved because of her deeds, and we know that her white clothes come from being washed in the blood of the Lamb, as we've already seen in Revelation chapter 7, verse 14. However, she wears her deeds as an outward sign of her inward cleansing. They are an outward symbol of the inner change that has happened. 1 Timothy 2, 9 and 10 encourages women not to adorn themselves with gold or jewels or fine clothes as the prostitute of Revelation chapter 17 did, but rather they are to clothe themselves with good deeds. The same picture is used here in this final celebration. The righteous deeds of the saints are what we wear as we seek to live out our lives in righteousness. And as we do so, the world hopefully sees our white clothes and we are hopeful that they'll acknowledge that we are made white because of Jesus and we live out our righteousness because of him as well. For your consideration today, reflect on your own actions and how you live your own day-to-day life. None of us is perfect, of course, we expect that from nobody, but if your righteous actions could be visualized as clothing, what would that look like? Would you have an abundance of them? Would they maybe be a little bit skimpy? Where are you at today? And what would you need to do to change this up, to change things up and to do better in this area? Think about that as you go about your day today. day.